WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning. Welcome aboard here at 6. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this morning, Trump is back in the White House and SpaceX is sending a dummy into orbit. Details in one minute. And what's behind the conservative rebellion against CPAC. I'll tell you next on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump says progress was made at his Hanoi summit with Kim Jong-un. Trump told a Fox News interviewer that North Korea wanted sanctions lifted before it would give up its nuclear weapons. He wasn't willing to do that. North Korean officials told members of the media that they'd only asked for some sanctions to be lifted in exchange for permanently and completely dismantling their main nuclear facility. I don't know if we're supposed to buy what the North Koreans are saying. But in any way, the president is back home and in the White House. Correct. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A new report offers what the Flagler County Sheriff calls a partial smoking gun when it comes to finding out why so many of his workers have become sick. Sheriff Rick Staley yesterday shared his thoughts on a report that found mold in the operations center on East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell. Staley says the report proves his employees were not faking their illnesses over the last year or so. Those illnesses led Staley to evacuate the building back in June. He told the News Journal no matter what the repairs that are made are, he'll never feel comfortable letting his staff back in the building. Two bills being introduced together in Tallahassee to legalize recreational marijuana. Now, if they pass, Florida will become the 11th state to allow it. One of the bills focuses on legalizing cannabis for those over the age of 21, and the others will deal with how the state would tax marijuana sales. I don't think either one of those are actually going to go anywhere in Tallahassee, but I will tell you, I believe Floridians are going to be voting on full legalization of marijuana for any purpose before you know it, and we're going to talk about it in the 7 o'clock hour. Night Owls, on the Space Coast, you may be able to see the U.S. move a step closer to sending astronauts back into space. SpaceX is set to launch a Falcon 9 rocket carrying a Crew Dragon capsule at 2.49 tomorrow morning from the Kennedy Space Center. Now, a dummy will be on board as a test for eventually sending humans back into space from American soil, which has not been done since 2011 when the space shuttle program came to an end. The capsule will head to the space station where it will be docked for two weeks. We view this vehicle not only as, as the crew transportation for, this, uh, for our crews coming up, but it's also really, really important to us from a cargo standpoint. The same vehicle, same systems will be flying our cargo uh, starting on, uh, on CRS-21. So uh, a, a really an important milestone um, for the International Space Station program. That is Space Station spokesman Kirk Sherman. And if everything goes as hoped for, astronauts could be blasting back off as soon as July. I'm One, hearing the... Two, three, four, five. Hold on, you can't speak up in Laverne, Surrey. <laughs> All right. Decades after it went off the air, one half of the famous sitcom duo still doesn't understand why the show was such a big hit. Actress Cindy Williams, who played Shirley Feeney on Laverne and Shirley, was in Polk County yesterday. It was the Life Expo at Lakeland's RP Funding Center. The Ledger Media Group, Watson Clinic, and Simply Healthcare sponsored the event that brings seniors together with vendors and products that cater to them. 
and 71-year-old Feeney, or Williams, if you will, told a standing-room-only crowd she is so amazed at the show's popularity more than 35 years after it went off the air. Yeah, I don't know why it was a huge hit. It was just kind of like, you know, mindless comedy, kind of mental junk food or something, and it really, really worked. It really A couple did. of working girls just going crazy out <laughs> in a brewery in Milwaukee. Do you know what Shamil or Shamazo is? No, I have no idea. Haas and Pfeffer, Pfeffer Incorporated. No, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a stew. Shamil Shamazo is kind of like a really? good or bad, and then the Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated is actually a stew. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? See, told you a volume of useless information. That's oh, me. Oh, gone. WFLA News Time is 6.06. Ron Burgundy, RuPaul, and the top 10 women of all time. That story and podcast is online on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. Well, Melissa, as I was going to say before, Laverne and Shirley rudely interrupted the Bud Man. I know. Just... <laughs> Apparently, even though that that historic launch, you know, leading to the return of uh, you know astronauts to space out of the Cape, will occur in the middle of the night at about quarter to three Saturday morning, if all goes well. I am told out there that they're anticipating big crowds and the prime seating. You know, they actually sell it. I mean, at yeah. a price to get really close, and they're doing very, very well. People yeah. understand the significance this of this one. particular launch. I know yep. my headline was sending a dummy into orbit, and I tied it in with Trump, but it had nothing to do to do with the other. Yeah, give yeah. us a break on the <laughs> on the on the text line on that two three six eight zero if you want to weigh in on whatever we're talking about. Standard message and data rate supply. Uh, Alan is off and uh, nursing the bug, and hopefully he'll be back with us on Monday. Melissa's been filling. Uh, his shoes doing the news for us all morning, leaving Yaffe to do it all in the control room, which is really kind of fun to watch because he's not only executive producing, and uh, and that's a complicated show that uh, that we put on here, uh, but he's also the voice you will hear when you want to get on the 50,000-watt front porch, 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. So all the big-time conservatives are gathering in the Washington, D.C. area. It is the CPAC convention, okay, the big conference. But there are disgruntled fiscal conservatives who are staging a rebellion, a mutiny, if you will, against CPAC. And we'll talk to you about what that's all about. Um, I think they have a point. And stay tuned, and I'll tell you what it is. We'll get into that Right after we get into this, updating you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline right now, a tragedy in the news. A man is dead after getting hit by a sunrail train in Orange County. The victim was riding his bike on Lancaster Road near Orange Avenue last night when he was hit crossing the tracks. No further details released as yet. The man has not yet been publicly identified. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning and Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Too much fanfare, the annual Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC is unfolding in the Washington, D.C. area. All the big names will be there. We'll be hearing from President Trump this weekend, Vice President Pence, you know, some of the Fox personalities and and others uh, uh, from the conservative side of the Republican Party will be speaking. Laura Ingram was there last night, apparently. And, um, and, And there will be great speeches 
but apparently very, very little attention, and this is fueling a, a rebellion against CPAC by disgruntled conservatives, very little attention to what Yaffe and I have long told you is the most serious problem facing this country and threatening the future greatness of the America we love, and that is the out-of-control spending and the record and ballooning national debt that is now just over $22 trillion with unfunded liabilities far in excess of that from various programs that have been passed over the years by politicians on both parties who simply want to do the easy thing short term so they can find favor with the voters and get re-elected. Very little talk at CPAC, according to what is scheduled, about the national debt. One notable exception to his credit, yesterday, Republican Governor, uh, rather Republican Senator David Perdue of Georgia um, was part of a forum at CPAC talking about the national debt, and he has a take on it very similar to ours, and I hope to many of you. I believe it's the quintessential crisis of our generation. Uh, it's the greatest threat to our national security. And President Trump is moving to, to deal with that. I mean, we're growing the economy right now. We believe that we've lowered the debt curve by about $3 trillion over the next decade, but it's continuing to grow. And the biggest con uh, contributor is Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the, the mandatory side of our budget. We've got to get serious about this. We've got to start dealing with the mandatory side of the equation. Well, here's why I'm concerned. I have grandchildren. And right now, over the next 30 years, we have about $130 trillion of unfunded liabilities from the federal government that have already been committed to. This is not new spending. This is already committed. That equates to $1 million per every household in America. That's untenable. We know that. I appreciate Georgia Republican Senator David Perdue talking national debt at CPAC, but i got to take issue with him. This president, as many good things as he's done, is doing nothing, really, at least not yet, to deal with the national debt. It has ticked up a couple of trillion dollars since he became president. He keeps telling us that the growth that was sparked by the tax cuts uh, that has a lot of the economy in phenomenal shape right now is ultimately going to allow us to whittle down the deficits and the debt. I don't see anything trending in that direction, Yaffe. So I have to take issue with uh, Senator Perdue on that. Well, not only that, he mentioned uh, Medicare, Social Security. President Trump already said he's not going to touch those things. Yeah. So. And, you know, and, and that's the political third rail, because if you yeah. touch those things, you get voted out of office, okay? And that's why nobody wants to go near it right now. Enter the Skip CPAC movement that is taking place around this country, um, all initiated by a Boston-based management consultant by the name of Heath Mayo, who's had enough of CPAC, and, uh, and thinks that they're really not talking about the serious conservative issues, you know, and it's become a forum for all the big names to appear, and it's one great big party by quote-unquote conservatives. But they're not fiscally conservative. And so he is organizing, starting yesterday, a dozen meetups planned all around the country as alternatives to this, where they get together and talk about the really tough conservative issues like fiscal responsibility and doing what needs to be done to stop the insanity of the growing deficits and the national debt, okay? So their their plan is close to here is Miami and, and other cities from, from Philadelphia to New York City to uh, Dallas, Houston, uh, whatever. Don't have one in Orlando. Wish we did because I would most certainly 
want to be there, but maybe it's something that we need. And uh, it's a prince, an opportunity, he writes, for a chance for principal conservatives to come together over drinks in your community. There's no charge for this. You've got to buy your own beer if you want to eat somewhere or whatever. Uh, when they're all there, you can have something that's just fine and, and make sense of what has happened both to CPAC and the conservative movement. Uh, I think this is needed. I understand the rebellion here because what's really important is not getting the focus because these are very, very tough issues, Yaffe. Yeah, I don't know if uh, we should blast CPAC too much because there have been some good speakers talking about good things like well, the problems with socialism. But you're exactly right. They're not addressing what is the number one threat to our future, which is the national debt. And again, uh, uh, Senator Perdue is right on the money here, yeah. okay, uh, at least talking about that. But apparently there's not enough of that going on at CPAC. I want to know what really is important to you. Is this as big a deal to you as it is to Senator Perdue, to the Bud Man, and to Yaffe, the national debt, and what needs to be done about it? And do you agree with me that we do not, under this administration, for all the great things it has done, really have a strong voice for fiscal conservatism? And the clock is ticking, folks, on the future of this country. How do you see it? 407 916 Text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. Headlines right now on the issue of runaway spending. When lawmakers meet next week in Tallahassee, the incoming House Speaker plans to tackle what he calls a runaway train. That's how Miami Lakes Republican Jose Oliva describes the cost of health care. He estimates it will make up almost half of the state budget. It is growing at a faster rate than tax revenue. Oliva also plans to discuss a proposal for a waiting period before a woman can get an abortion. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Really interesting. We're not exactly lighting up the phone lines and the text line on how important the national debt is as an issue for conservatives. It's not going to get a lot of attention at CPAC this year. That's why there's this skip CPAC uh, movement that is taking shape. You know, and, uh, and and by the way, if you go to CPAC for all the conferences right now, that's $330 for the weekend if you want to do it all. Here, there's no cost to go to these meetups with disgruntled fiscal conservatives who say we're not being served well. This is not getting enough attention uh, at, at CPAC anymore. And you bring your own beer, and if you want to buy your own dinner, you buy your own dinner. You've got to start somewhere. But, Yaffe, the, the reality is... And, Melissa, I'll bring you in on this, too, because I know you just came down the hallway to bring us the news in for Allen this morning at 6.30. Um, the conser- conservatives, Republicans, they're in a tough spot here because if you do what needs to be done, you do have to go after the entitlements, okay? You do yeah. need to do that. And, and, and when you do that, in this society now, and I don't know if there's any road back from this, you know, where people feel entitled to quote-unquote free stuff. They don't want anything they're getting from the government to be cut in any way. If you do that, you don't get reelected. And if you're a conservative, and even if you're a mainstream Republican and you don't get reelected, guess who does? The Democrats who are pitching all the free stuff, and then it greases the skids for the financial collapse of this country. 
Yeah, not only that, but, you know, the guy was complaining that CPAC is more of like a party atmosphere kind of thing. Yeah. They just have the big speakers. Well, I mean, this kind of issue puts CPAC in a tough spot because they want people to be excited about the event. So they get these flashy speakers and they're a little uncomfortable talking about some of the serious issues that could create some debate or controversy. Yeah. And, and your point is well taken that there's a lot going on that, that, that is fantastic in this country right now. And a lot of it at the hands of, you know, the Republican president, Donald Trump, who is selectively conservative, but not right. nearly um, rock solid Reagan-esque in terms of his conservative principles. That's just not who he is. OK, on some things he is. He is very conservative on others. He is hardly that at all. And he really has given no attention to this national debt situation. But a lot of good things will happen at CPAC. But you know what? Uh, no emphasis where you and I believe. And, uh, and I think anybody who is a genuine fiscal conservative believes uh, we need more emphasis on this issue. What I'm hearing is House conservatives are defining this rising debt as a possible threat to our national security. And I'm not sure. It is because there's no money left over for anything else. Uh, when the interest rates go up and the debt services ex exceeds what we spend on defense, for God's sakes. And that is coming right around the corner, Melissa. Oh, I know. And we're at, what, $22 trillion in, in debt at this moment? And it's and... gone up more than $2 trillion since the president took office. Ugh. And he says, well, with his policies, we can grow our way out of this. I see no indication that will happen. George, good morning from Orlando. And how are you? Good, good. Thank you. What do you think? I think uh, you're absolutely right about this debt being a problem, and the the, the swamp has uh, shown themselves to be totally inept at uh, dealing with budgets. They don't get it on time. They don't get it balanced. I believe that we need congressional, maybe a constitutional uh, uh, change where the uh, the budget is set at 17% of the prior Three years average GDP. Yeah, you want a balanced budget constitutional amendment, you know, very steep climb. But ultimately, in this country, um, it will come to that. We'll be forced into it. But I don't see it near term, George. I believe it is absolutely needed. Texters? Yeah, one texter makes an excellent point. Says, the problem with the national debt is that it's an intangible number, much like global warming estimates. Until we see the national debt truly affecting the day-to-day -day life of the average person, it's hard to take it seriously. That's coming. Another person, yes, yeah, says, you're so right, bud man. The out-of-sight national debt has been mainly completely ignored. All right. So there we are. We're on it. But if you want to, you know, Google this skip CPAC movement, you know, for these events around the country, you will see a little bit of a grassroots effort taking shape, despite all the good things that will be discussed uh, at CPAC. That is a real problem that's not getting the attention it needs for the political reasons we discussed. News at the bottom of the hour. What's coming up right now, Melissa? Well, our governors are gone a-hunting for new jobs in New York City. And a second gun bill is headed to the Senate. It's just about 6.30 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. News at the bottom of the hour right now. Melissa tells me our governor is headed up to the Big Apple. I sure hope he comes back. <laughs> yeah, he's following in Rick Scott's steps. He's gone to New York looking for financial jobs in Florida. You could call it the Amazon factor. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis traveled to New York to meet with financial leaders, telling them he wants banks, hedge funds, and other big money institutions to know that they can come to Florida and not deal with what he calls political hostility in other parts of the country. DeSantis met with executives 
groups of TIAA, J.P. Morgan Chase, and DTCC, among others. This follows Amazon's decision not to open a headquarters office in New York City, as well as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's claim that Florida is stealing his taxpayers and busting his budget. Gordon Bird, News Radio WFLA. News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The man charged with killing a cocoa mother of four young children has been denied bond. Earlier this week, 30-year-old Joshua Taylor was arrested for the murder of 31-year-old Deshaun Jackson. Her body had been found in rural Osceola County about a week after she vanished. Deputies and detectives believe that Mr. Taylor, who made his first court appearance yesterday, killed Jackson because she was going to testify against him in a sexual battery case. An 18-year-old charged with murdering his mother says he often fantasized about killing someone. Orange County deputies were called to the Winter Park Pines neighborhood on Wednesday night where the body of 65-year-old Nancy Noon was found inside the home. Her son, Michael King, has confessed to the fatal stabbing. A second bill on gun background checks is headed to the Senate after it passed in the Democratic-led House. The latest vote was 228 to 198. Democrats pushed a measure through on Wednesday that would expand background checks. The second bill gives federal officials more time to conduct those investigations. Tesla is launching a highly anticipated standard Model 3. It's an electric car. It's sort of uh, like $35,000 out of your pocket. Tesla says you can actually buy it on your phone for about uh, in about a minute. Yes. The company detailed the specs of the Model 3's base model, saying it will have a 220-mile range, top speed of 130 miles a gallon. Hour, wait a I'm minute, sorry, wait a minute. Wait, top wait. speed of 130 miles an hour? Yep, yep. And can accelerate <laughs> to zero, from zero to 60 in 5.6 seconds. So we don't need these on the road. <laughs> I'm sorry. The number of full-time, I know, I don't even know where to start with this. $35,000 for the standard Model 3 electric car. If it'll do all of those things, I think it'll sell. They finally got a price tag that's not that far out of line with, you know, what most folks pay for a car these days. And again, here in North America, you can use your phone and purchase one in about a minute. The number of full-time employees and workers in America say they're living paycheck to paycheck, and that number is on the rise. Career Builders is out with a report that says 78% say they need the next paycheck to get by. It was 75% about a year ago. More than 7 in 10 American workers say they're now in debt. That's an increase from 68% last year. More than half American workers say they're in over their heads with what they owe. Nearly 1 in 10 who make more than $100,000 a year say they, too, are living paycheck to paycheck. WFLA Newstime is 637. Those stories and more at WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now on the war on terror and ISIS. President Trump says U.S.-backed forces have retaken all the territory once claimed by ISIS in Syria. The president's announcement surprised some American officials and regional allies. He made the announcement during a refueling stop in Alaska on the way back from his Hanoi summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning and good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So the big story locally in terms of transportation is not only that the Lynx bus system CEO is gone, um, Edward Johnson is resigned. Lynx is $21 million in debt, according to reporting from WFTV News. Okay? 
they're going to be $21 million short of breaking even in the coming fiscal year. What's going to happen? Well, it's interesting. When Teresa Jacobs was mayor, and, you know, it's supposed to be nonpartisan, but she's a Republican, succeeded by Democrat Jerry Demings now. You know, she never talked about raising taxes to um, to get links out of the hole. But in the Orlando Sentinel, and and this caught my attention here, Jerry Demings was um, was interviewed about that and said he soon will unveil a new initiative that will help fund links and other Central Florida transportation agencies. Other would be Sunrail, principally. More on their situation in a moment. And here's the quote from Demings. I'm not saying we are going to raise taxes, but we are going to have to come up with some type of funding strategy. So, you know, it's a Democrat. Jerry Demings is a nice guy. We've had him on the show many times. I think he did a really good job as sheriff. I wish him well because he governs a lot of people as Orange County mayor, all right? Uh, but he's a Democrat. You know, raising taxes is in the DNA. Comes naturally, doesn't it, Yaffe? So he's all of a sudden laying the groundwork, you know, not saying we're going to do it, but we got to do something. I don't know what else they're going to do. I can tell you that when you look at situations like this, uh, you know, the, the, the worst thing you can do is raise taxes. You, uh, the best thing would be to cut spending. The second best would be to move money around, reprioritize, okay? But he's all of a sudden talking about it. And then there is SunRail, and I've been talking about this since we got the commuter rail system that every entity along the way, you better get ready for tax hikes because in 2021, the state stops funding the operation here and making up the difference from a rail system here that has never made money and is hemorrhaging red ink. 2009 projection before we had the rails up and running, SunRail's operating deficit would be about $7.5 million by the handoff date when the counties and the city of Orlando have to start funding SunRail and paying for it. Well, that deficit is now nearly $30 million. And all along the route, from Volusia County down into Osceola County, with Orlando and Orange County right in the middle, get ready, tax hikes are coming. Nobody's talking about them except Jerry Demings said, we're going to have to come up with some kind of funding mechanism for links and other transportation systems. Get ready for tax hikes. Hold on to your wallet, and you tell me, and by extension, because a lot of them will be listening, tell your elected officials whether or not you're okay with paying higher taxes to bail out the likes of Lynx and Sunrail. How will you respond to that? Because I will bet the ranch that those tax hike proposals are just around the corner. How do you feel about that? As you can probably hear from my voice, I don't feel very good, but I am not at all surprised. All right, while we're talking taxes and money and, uh, you know, your wallet, how are the finances going on the home front right now? Is it still a case of too much month at the end of the money? And what about that retirement plan that seems so elusive? How are you going to right the ship? to secure your future and the future of those who depend upon you. What you need to do is get some expert help, and it won't cost you a penny to get some from my good friend and original sponsor, Joel Garris. He is the CEO of Nelson Financial Planning, 
Check out this great firm at NelsonFinancialPlanning.com. And you know what? His bedrock principle at Nelson Financial Planning for years has been this. He will never recommend an investment to you or anybody else unless he already owns it personally so he knows how well it is working. I think that's just a great thing. So you can be confident he's not going to go half-cocked with your money. This is a free, private, no-obligation consultation, okay? This is all upside, no downside, and a great opportunity And you know what? If things are okay in terms of your own money management, I'll bet you know somebody within your your family and your kids or whatever or circle of very close friends and relatives who are really struggling. Get them some help by giving them this phone number to call for a free private no-obligation consultation uh, with Joel Garris, top man at Nelson Financial Planning. And there's no obligation whatsoever. Here is the number to make that call today. 407-629-6477, 407-629-6477. If you'd like to get to know Joel better, of course, there's the website, as I said, NelsonFinancialPlanning.com, but he hosts the longest-running radio program in all of Central Florida, Dollars and Cents, right here on WFLA. Tune in every Sunday morning at 9. Nelson Financial Planning offers securities through Nelson Ives Brokerage Services, member FINRA and SIPC, and yes, they are A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Give them a call today. In a moment, I see higher taxes coming to bail out Lynx and Sunrail here in Central Florida. How would you feel if those higher taxes came your way? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You're next right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines, trouble overseas for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is set to be indicted on uh, bribery and breach of trust charges after the Attorney General for Israel announced it. Netanyahu said voters will decide if he will remain in office, not bureaucrats. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning. Count on it here and Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yaffe, you started smiling and laughing, I see, through the glass in the control room when I I mentioned mentioned that now we have a Democrat mayor of Orange County in Jerry Demings as opposed to a Republican in Teresa Jacobs who never talked about raising taxes to bail out the Lynx bus system. You said Uh, it's in their DNA to raise taxes, Democrats. And to bail everybody out. They have like an extra chromosome or something? T chromosome, taxes. (laughs) It's the the tax chromosome. chromosome. (laughs) It's an actual inclination. They can't resist it. And all of a sudden, Jerry Demings is talking about, well, I'm not saying we're going to raise taxes, but we got to come up with some other funding mechanism for these transportation systems like Lynx, like Sunrail, hemorrhaging red ink. Trust me, they are not going to be raising taxes. Fares, even though that is what Scott in Orlando is suggesting. Right, Scott? Correct. You know, I, I pay taxes and this and that, and my taxes keep going up. I can't even deduct my taxes anymore with a tax return. I pay $3,500 a year. I think we need to raise the fare because the post office supports their self. They raise the price of the stamps. Yeah, let me they tell you why. Bad. They will never raise the fare <laughs> for links because mostly – Poor people ride links, and if they, they're they not going to raise the fares on them politically, it wouldn't work for those who would be raising the taxes, but also it would chase people off the buses, and they'd raise the fares, but they'd make less money, Scott. It is never going to happen. Melissa, do you agree with me on that? I do agree, and some of our texters do as well. 
Uh, one says, why should we the people be taxed higher for something we did not want and do not use? Bud's good old favorite, Jerry Demings, needs to understand this. Yeah, well, yeah. they're not going to stop running the trains and dismantle Sunrail. No. No. They're not going to do that, and there's always going to be a bus system. There has to As be. I said, there are three ways to deal with this, okay? I'm a simple man, and maybe it's more complicated than this, but I don't think so. You can raise taxes. That's the reflex T chromosome for the Democrats, and now you have a Democrat <laughs> in Orange County. I don't know how it'll go all along the Sunrail route, uh, but Lynx is going to be an Orlando-Orange County issue here. Or you can move money around and reprioritize, or you can just cut spending and downsize what you're spending on everything else in government. Yeah. What? What, man? Wait a minute. We could actually spend less? Crazy talk. What? You're out of your ever-loving mind. I'm never listening to this program again. You've lost your mind, bud man. <laughs> you forgot there's also an S chromosome that they have, too. Spending. Spending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, T and the S. That's yeah. right. There is the that, it's just a... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Another texture says, don't bail them out. If anything, just give me self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. okay. That'll make yeah, a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will get out of your way when you're behind the wheel. Or there well, is no wheel, yeah. actually, is there? <laughs> Sitting in the back seat. <laughs> it, it's, it's coming, bud. Any further thoughts on all of this, Yaffe? I mean, do, do you think I have the prediction right yeah, here? Unfortunately. Get ready, hang on to your wallets. You know, it just bothers me that we even have Sunrail, to be honest. They have less than 4,000 daily riders. I mean, we spend millions of dollars. They've never on reached that. the, um, except with an occasional spike when they've run extra trains for. You know, entertainment downtown or some big event or a magic game or something, occasionally they'll get big ridership. But it's not convenient to enough people. And I don't see yeah. in the long term that it's ever going to be convenient for enough people to ride the rails. And then on a semi-regular basis, we have just what we have in the news today. They, You know, they the trains were delayed a couple hours yesterday because a guy on a bicycle, for unknown reasons, rode across the tracks, got hit and got killed. And people are going to say, well, geez, you know, I can't count on being able to get from here to there reliably. You're going to say, well, we have traffic jams and all of that. But at least when you're behind the wheel of the car, you have alternatives. You know, you can go somewhere else or whatever to try to get around it all as bad as it is. Uh, but when you're stuck on a train, you're stuck on a train and that's it. So it doesn't work for enough people. And I don't see that it ever will. Um Free Movie Friday. That's the really great news here this morning. How would you like to go to your favorite flick? And there's a lots of them out there. Um, and it'll be absolutely free. You could win free movie tickets through Adam Tickets. Text Adam Tickets now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets to the flick of your choice. Check out that amazing Adams Ticket app. That's where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. And this is where you can get the latest news in for Alan Spector. Here's Melissa. Oh, it's me. It's my turn. Coming up very shortly, we've got all kinds of great news for you. And, of course, I'm not prepared because we are so busy talking about the Lynx thing. But we've got Nancy Pelosi, who is challenging Trump's blind faith and there's a million-dollar reward out there for information about Osama bin Laden's son. Huh? Details coming up at 7 o'clock on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a fabulous Friday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's 
news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector once again. Our top stories this morning Kim Jong un and Trump, blind faith. And child poverty is costing the United States a lot of money. More on those stories in one minute. I think you're soon going to see the full legalization of marijuana on the ballot in Florida. How will you vote and why? Next on Good Morning Orlando. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi challenging President Trump's assessment about the death of American Otto Warmbier after captivity in North Korea. Pelosi spoke at the Capitol yesterday. It's strange. I don't know. There's something something wrong with Putin. Kim Jong-un, in my view, thugs that the president chooses to believe. After his summit with Kim in Hanoi, Trump said Kim told him he did not know about warm beer and that he felt badly about what happened to him. Trump also said he doesn't believe that Kim would have allowed warm beer to be treated so badly if he had known about it. Warm beer was imprisoned in North Korea until June of 2017 when the U.S. secured his release. However, he was returned in a vegetative state and uh, died several days later. Yeah, you know, I think the president didn't want to just suddenly shut down the relationship with Kim you know, I, I think the reality is he has to know that Kim knew exactly what happened and signed off on it. I will not buy that for a minute as much as I remain on the Trump train. I was going to say, I didn't buy it at first either, but Fox News yesterday interviewed uh, the person who negotiated the release of Otto in one of the prisons, yeah. and he actually defended Trump, thinks it was not in North Korea's interest to try to put him in that kind of state. It was very. It was really interesting. <laughs> well, okay, maybe. More on that coming, I guess. One of the suspects in the infamous shark dragging case, the shark dragging case in Tampa Bay, he took a plea, and Rick Hoschel has more details. Michael Wenzel pleaded guilty to misdemeanor counts of animal cruelty and using an illegal method to catch a shark. In exchange, Wenzel was sentenced to 10 days in jail and 11 months of probation. Wenzel and Robert Benack were arrested in 2017 after a viral video showed a shark being violently dragged behind a speedboat while the suspects joked about it. Benack rejected a similar plea deal and is set to go to trial later this year. Rick Hoschel, NBC News Radio. The U.S. is offering a $1 million reward for information about Osama bin Laden's son. Bin Laden, as you know, was the head of the al-Qaeda during the 9-11 terror attacks and was killed by U.S. forces in 2011. Now the State Department says his son, Hamza bin Laden, is emerging as the new leader of the terrorist group. Hamza bin Laden has been releasing audio and video messages calling for attacks against the U.S. and the Allies since 2015. Let's go get him. <laughs> State Department says he's partially motivated by revenge for his father's death. A new report says child poverty is costing the United States up to a trillion dollars a year. It's a report from the National Academy of Sciences, funded by Congress, and it was to find the most effective means to reduce child poverty by half over the next 10 years. The study has found that child poverty costs us about $800 billion to $1.1 trillion every year because of increased crime, worsened health, and lower earnings when these poor children become adults. The Magic outscored the Warriors 33-15 to in the fourth quarter on their way to a 103-96 win in Orlando. Aaron Gordon posted 22 points, 15 rebounds for the Magic, who have won their last uh, seven of nine. Boy, they beat the champs. It was amazing. Even though they didn't have Kevin Durant, it's still a huge win for the Magic. Yes, it really was. is. Great story. WFLA News Time. I'm glad you approve. 707. Marines looking into a video now that appears to show some of their men in uniform and in blackface. 
That story is online at WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us. And in for Alan, who's still battling the bug, we got Melissa bringing us the news. And Yaffe's our executive producer, and he'll be handling the calls at 407-916-5400, toll-free, 866-916-5400. Text line always open at 23680. Of course, their standard message and data rates will apply. So we have medical marijuana approved by the voters in the constitutional amendment a couple of years ago, not fully implemented, some foot dragging going on up in Tallahassee. Uh, I backed medical marijuana the second time around on the ballot. Now there is a movement afoot on several fronts to get the full legalization of marijuana for recreational use on the ballot in the state of Florida. It is coming and sooner versus later. I'll tell you what I know, and then I will ask you to respond on the phones or the text line to this question. If legalizing marijuana for recreational use is on the Florida ballot, how will you vote and why? And could this pass? The answer to the latter question is absolutely yes. But I want to know where you stand on this. If you want to get in early, we've given you the numbers and the text line always open. And we'll dive in on this hot topic that will impact all of us for better or for worse. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now on the topic we're talking about with you in seconds. A couple of bills being introduced in tandem in the Florida legislature by Central Florida lawmakers would legalize recreational marijuana in this state. If they pass, Florida would become the 11th state to legalize marijuana for use beyond medicinal needs. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we do it all morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm a no vote on legalizing pot for recreational use. I see it fraught with peril, you know, social problems, uh, medical problems that we're going to have to pick up the tab for downstream. I don't think we need to have people, you know, dependent on another mind-altering substance. Thank you very much. I can tell you, though, that the move to legalize marijuana for recreational purposes is gaining favor around the country. Last October, a Pew Research poll showed nationwide 62% of Americans now favor legalization. Ten states in Washington, D.C. already have legalized marijuana for, for really any purpose. Um, now, we have a couple of Florida lawmakers here who are um, engaged in, in putting measures before the legislature uh, that would legalize marijuana. And uh, I don't think either one of these are actually going to work. We're talking about, and, and that's fine with me because I don't want this done. I was in for medical marijuana the way they did it the second time. I'm glad it passed. It needs to be fully implemented, but that's another topic. There is Orlando Democrat Representative Carlos Guillermo. He's uh, got a bill there to legalize marijuana that he's proposing in the Florida legislature controlled by conservatives and with Governor DeSantis opposed to the recreational use of marijuana being legalized here, that will go nowhere. Then there is um, State Senator Randolph Bracey, Democrat from Orlando, who was introducing a joint 
resolution in the Senate there so that the legislature, if this passed, would just put it on the ballot automatically. I don't think that's going to happen because the Republicans control it. However, there are a couple of petition drives that are taking shape, and if they get enough signatures, um, you're going to see legalized marijuana up as a ballot issue, a constitutional amendment, either in November of 2020 or in November of 2022 here in the state of Florida. I'm opposed to it for the reasons I cited a moment ago, and even more so now after talking on the air yesterday during the weekly house call with my Dr. Ken Kronhaus, who brings us uh, breaking health and medical news, with the new research that is out that shows what happens to one out of three chronic long-term pot smokers. Listen to this. Chronic pot smokers, these are defined as more than 20 days per month, had almost a one out of three chance of developing cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Easy for you to say. It's an awful condition associated with varying degrees of pain and uncontrolled nausea and vomiting, which can last for several hours. Wow. And they, they talk about, what is it, um, scrometing. Have you heard about that, Melissa? It's combination screaming and vomiting when you have this condition. And one out of three chronic long-term pot smokers develop this. I have never heard of that, nor have I seen it in my own group of, you know. What, pot-smoking buddies? Yeah. Really? Sure. Would you favor the full legalization for recreational purposes? You don't have to agree with me? Yes. You would, and why? Because of the taxes alone. If you look at Colorado since 2014 when they legalized and decriminalized recreational marijuana, they have made over $900 million in tax revenue. Tell me that wouldn't help the state of Florida. I don't know. It depends on what they do with it. They They get all kinds of money from, you know, from the lottery that's supposed to help education, and they manage to filter it off into other things. We know about that scam that's been going on for years, so I would doubt and question whether or not they would ever use it for any really productive purpose for the general population in the state of Florida, but we don't know because that is not where we are. Yaffe, give me your quick take on legalizing marijuana and whether or not you agree with the Budman that this will be on the ballot at some point and a petition drive will generate enough signatures. And may I also say, I think it could clear the 60% threshold. By then, the legislature that's not happy that 11 out of 12 amendments passed last time around may jack that up to a supermajority at two-thirds, 66.6%. I mean, that's one of the easiest predictions you can make that it will be on the ballot. I think there's no doubt about it that it will eventually be on the ballot and it will eventually be legalized. I've been torn on it because there's pros and cons. I think marijuana will have negative effects on society just like alcohol does. It's just about whether those negative effects outweigh the positives of decriminalizing. It's on the ballot today. Hypothetically, how does Yaffe vote? Uh, No, I would vote no. You got my yes vote here, though. All right. Okay, I'm a no vote as well. How would you vote, and do you agree with me that this is coming soon to a ballot near you in the state of Florida? We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. 
Local headlines right now, and uh, more than two and a half years after the Pulse nightclub massacre, a 55-page FBI ballistics report has finally been released, revealing that forensic tests were not able to conclusively prove whether the gunman or police fired some of the fatal shots. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I see a ballot issue in 2020 or 2022 here in Florida calling for the full legalization of marijuana for recreational purposes. We're talking about how that vote might go and how your vote would go. Let's bring on Aaron. Good morning. You're on Good Morning Orlando from Orlando. Hello, Aaron. Good morning. I would vote yes on that ballot, on that ballot measure uh, because I like consistency in law. Uh, when I've heard all the arguments, I, all the arguments that people have presented to me about continued prohibition of marijuana, and I list all those. And if you take away those that can also be applied to cigarettes and alcohol, to legal substances, if there are any arguments remaining, they don't justify the continued um, war on drugs as it's been applied in that case. All right, Aaron, thank you so much. More callers, Melissa. Sure. We got Dave checking in from Oviedo. What's your thoughts on the marijuana bills? Oh, well, I just kind of feel like we're almost wasting our time talking about it because... What would you have me those... talk about this morning, Dave? <laughs> Well, well, let me just finish, finish, bud. It, it's inevitable. Whether we agree with it or not, it's a movement that's occurring in our country, and I don't think we can stop it. Um, and, and I just, that, that's all that I'm, I'm getting at. There's nothing we can do. If it doesn't pass in 2020, it'll pass in 2022, just like the last one did. Now, how will you vote? Well, uh, before two years ago, um, I would have voted yes, but now I would vote no. And the reason is I own a house in Colorado as well. And even with that, I don't think we can stop it, you know. Like, I just feel it's, it's we're out of control with it. Well, and tell me, if you own a house in Colorado, I assume you spend some time out there, right? I do, yeah. Well, okay, tell me. Um, has legalized marijuana for recreational use been good or bad for Colorado? Well, you know, I think it's a mixed bag, to be honest with you, bud. And I, well, you give know, us a picture of the good news and the bad news, if you will, quickly. Good news is, is that I live in an area that um, made it illegal in our county. The bad news is, is that, you know, when I sell things on Craigslist, people show up, my house smelling, reeking of marijuana. It's just, you know, prevalent in the streets, even though they say that it's not supposed to be. You do see it. All right, Dave, thank you very much. Um, Yaffe on the text line, what's coming in? Yeah, one person says, I would like to see decriminalized because it would take the pressure off the criminal justice system, spend more time going after the real bad criminals and illegals. Um, Another person says, I'm in favor of full legalization as long as it's heavily taxed, like alcohol. I'm telling you. We're going to the phones, bud. Let's take Dave from Orlando. He says he would vote how? Hi, good morning, bud. Uh, I'd vote yes for sure. Um, You know, I... I smoked marijuana when I was high school or whatnot. You know, it's been 20 years. I'm, I'm a professional person, and I haven't had any desire since. But, you know, alcohol, I think, has a much greater negative impact than marijuana ever would. 
and I've never heard of anybody throwing up after smoking marijuana. That's kind of odd, but I guess maybe it does happen. Well, they, they talk about this wow. this condition here, this like nine-syllable, uh, three-word thing that we heard about from Dr. Kronhaus here, and the research out there says, you know, there are one out of three long-term chronic regular pot smokers will develop this condition, and they, they do talk about scrometing, which is a combination of screaming and throwing up at the same time, which doesn't <laughs> sound like a lot of fun, does it? It sounds like who you no. know. <laughs> You know, I went out to Colorado. We like to do a lot of national parks. The only negative thing is just all the people sitting around looking stone. It's, it's their right, and I, you can't, but it's just kind of seedy a little bit. Sometimes you get that feeling, but maybe when it becomes more mainstream, it gets less of that, and people kind of just keep it more private in their homes, I think, would be the positive part of that. So, All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. I want to bring on Edwards in Orlando. Thanks for waiting on the phone. If this gets on the ballot, and trust me, it's coming, how will you vote and why, Edward? I would vote yes, because I go back to when marijuana, when you used to smoke a joint, they put you in jail, they caught you, put you in jail for a year, two years just for doing that, because we actually had to bail a friend out. I don't think that uh, the marijuana is any worse than these caffeinated drinks they have on the uh, market nowadays. And one quick shout out, the uh, recent call on Governor DeSantis gave him two-thirds of Florida voters approve of what he's doing. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, we, we're back in the governor on a host of fronts here. You know, on, on, the, on the health issues here, you know, you, you say, well, it, it's, it's not any worse than alcohol and it's not a problem. Uh, there are others who will suggest otherwise. Let's Dan uh, bring Dan in from Chuliota in Seminole County. Hello, Dan. Good morning, sir. I just read an article recently uh, in Imprimus. It's a publication by Hillsdale College. And they've done studies here, and it's come from abroad as well, about a link between the use of marijuana and violence, mental illness, things like that. Uh, and I would, even before that, I would say no, because it's just not right. Yeah. You know, and a lot of folks will say, oh, come on, you know, this is a bunch of bunk, and they don't buy into any of the research. Do you understand that the screaming and vomiting thing has got me a little bit, but the rest of the research, for the most part, I'm along with it. Yes, there are pros and there are cons to just about anything out there in this world. Well, what's the pro for recreational use other than the freedom to do it? If you don't need it for a medical reason and you just want to get high, why should we vote for that? There's a lot less damage to your body than alcohol. Let's go to Doreen. Good morning from Orlando. Quickly, please, Doreen. Yes. Early in Sweden, or Alzheimer's, they're studying it because people smoke it long, can get it in their 50s. They On your station, FLA, said one-third of the murders were committed with, by people on marijuana. It's breaking the charities in Colorado. The man said so, and he works for the charity. They smoke, and they don't work, and they come to eat their free food. All right, Doreen, thank you. I'm not aware <laughs> of that report on, uh, on WFLA, but thanks for weighing in. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Much to come. We're going to tell you how the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, may get may beat the rap, this prostitution thing. Um, so stay tuned. It's coming up in this half hour along with the Rush Morning Update. But if you're just joining us in particular, Melissa's going to get you up to date on some of the big stories out there. That's correct. The head of the East Central Florida Transit Agency has stepped down as it's dealing with millions of dollars in debt. We're talking about Link CEO Edward Johnson. He announced his resignation yesterday as the head of the bus service provider. Lynx is looking at what could be more than $20 million in debt. Orange County Transportation official Jim Harrison has been named interim CEO. 
News brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There's a new report that President Trump directly ordered top-secret security clearance for his son-in-law over the objections of intelligence officials. The New York Times says the president ordered then-Chief of Staff John Kelly to give Jared Kushner the clearance. It's unclear exactly why intelligence officials were leery of granting clearance to Kushner, though there is some speculation his family's longtime business ties with foreign governments might have been a factor. Trump told the Times in January he did not intervene on Kushner's behalf, and the decision did go through the normal vetting process. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is pleading not guilty to charges of soliciting prostitution at a Florida day spa. Our Tom Roberts has more. USA Today reports Kraft's attorney filed the plea to Florida's 15th Judicial Circuit Court. By filing the plea before a March 27th hearing, Kraft will avoid having to appear in person at the arraignment. The 77-year-old Kraft is charged in connection with two visits to the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, where investigators say they seized video of Kraft and other customers engaging in sexual acts. Kraft has denied the claims. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this in our next segment here. And there's, there's a line of thinking here on how Kraft would beat the rap. And I also have some questions uh, about whether or not he should be on the hook for this. And I'll, I'll, I'll make the case here, not just because I'm a Patriots fan oh, as you too. are, yeah. but, but just looking strictly at this story and how it may unfold. Coming up. Democratic presidential hopeful Cory Booker is rolling out a marijuana bill. The New Jersey senator introduced legislation yesterday to legalize pot nationwide. Fellow 2020 contenders Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and Kirsten Gillibard are among the senators co-sponsoring this Marijuana Justice Act. Booker's bill would remove cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances and provide financial incentives for states to relax their marijuana laws. Elsewhere, power down all your electronics. Today is National Day of Unplugging. Starting from sundown today, extending through sundown tomorrow, people participating in the event are supposed to ditch all electronic devices in an effort to live in the present. Isn't the present filled with electronic devices? I don't know, but I don't think you can do this. I cannot. You're much too hooked. I am. If you pulled the plug, you'd hyperventilate and pass out in five minutes. I put on Do Not Disturb last (laughs) night, and this morning when I woke up, my phone was blown up with, are you okay? So it's National Unplug Day? Day of unplugging, yes. During this 24-hour technology hiatus, you're encouraged to connect yourselves with others, like loved ones, and their greater communities. It's a National Day of Unplugging, a project that's put forward by the Jewish organization Reboot. A family in Germany is grieving over the loss of their dog who was taken by their town and sold online because of their unpaid debts. Oh, yeah. that's not nice. It's like, not the dog. Yeah, debtor's prison, I swear. The town of Allen seized Ida, the pedigreed pug, back in November, sold her on eBay for $850 to cover various debts, including unpaid pet taxes because they tax you for having an animal. The new owners are now claiming that she had to pay over $2,000 worth of surgeries for the dog, even though she was told it was in good health. That woman is asking the town to reimburse her for both Eda the dog and the procedures. The sale of the pug still under investigation. It seems to me they ought to be able to square things another way. That seems like what we'd refer to in this country as cruel and unusual punishment, Yaffe. You can't take your dog away anymore than take your cat away. Yeah, I didn't even know that was possible. Apparently it is in Germany, yes. Uh No. A Danish man is finally relieved. His nostrils were blocked for a long time, and they're finally been cleared. 
I know this is a weird story, and you're gonna, it's going to get weirder. What did he do? Blow your nose. Uh, he was a 59-year-old <laughs> man. He was surprised to find out his nose had been obstructed for two years because there was a tooth growing inside. Oh, man. He probably was there for most of his life, according to the specialist, but he just started suffering from these symptoms. He also complained of nasal discharge and a strange smell. The tooth was removed during the endoscope. They went in there and pulled it out. 23 patients between 1959 and 2003 have ever had this rare condition, and they don't even know the cause. A tooth growing inside your nose? Yes. Oh, that is bizarre. And now you've heard it all. Man, oh man. Is that it? Yeah, that's uh, enough. As you said, we've quite literally so, heard it all. So who <laughs> takes care of that? Is it a dentist or what your kind nose of throat? I don't know. Yeah, nose, I which think one? an ENT. I, they used an endoscope, <laughs> so obviously it was some sort of inpatient <laughs> surgery. Anyway, if you have a strange smell and discharge in your nose, you might have a tooth growing. WFLA News Time 739. I'm Melissa Fox. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. These stories and more. WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thank you. Appreciate it, Melissa. As a fellow Patriots fan, you'll be interested in my take, I think, in a moment here on how Patriots owner Robert Kraft could beat this prostitution rap here in the state of Florida. And it is coming right up. And of course, your input. Welcome at 407-916-5400. Whether you like the Patriots or not is really not the issue here. Uh, the text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Stand by for that, followed by the Rush Morning Update, all preceded by our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. If it is joining us, this local headline, a tragedy in the news. A man is dead after getting hit by a sunrail train in Orange County. The victim was riding his bicycle on Lancaster Road near Orange Avenue last night when he was hit. No details yet released. The man's identity not made public at this point. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we do it for you all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. You've been hearing all about this um, this sex trafficking story, this sordid story that is unfolding here in the state of Florida uh, involving these massage parlors, principally in the southern part of the state, at least at this point, but the investigation uh, is expanding here. And, um, and it netted um, a very famous man, and there may be others who are famous whose names have not been revealed, we are told, but we're talking about the owner of the New England Patriots, 77-year-old Robert Kraft, who just FYI, if you're looking at this from a morality standpoint at any level, um, is not married. His wife passed away tragically several years ago. Uh, but they caught him on video in this um, South Florida Asian spa and others as well, um, you know, getting some sexual services uh, from a couple of women in this place. You know, and they've hit him with a bunch of charges. But I, I, I wonder whether he's going to beat the rap, and there are those who believe that he will and that he should, okay? I would do this story whether I were a Patriots fan or not. You'll have to trust the Bud Man on that. Yaffe is skeptical. But at any rate, um, he's caught on video, not with any of these Asian sex slaves, these women in this horrible situation, you know, who are brought here from China principally um, and other Asian countries, and, and essentially they're held as sex slaves to service these men who come on into this massage parlor, this 
spa, as it is labeled. But Kraft is caught on video not with any of those girls held as sex slaves, but with the manager of the spa, age 45, and the 58-year-old licensed masseuse. So the question arises, if that is so, it isn't like he's involved in any way, you know, in um, in soliciting prostitution uh, in, in, in an illegal sex slave operation, because these two people are not among the alleged sex slaves. And then there's another thing that, that I'm curious about, Yaffe. I think, I don't know, because, you know, this is not where I hang out. Trust me. I'm happily married, don't need to be hanging out in a place like this. But isn't it entirely possible, I've wondered since the beginning, that Kraft and others may have no knowledge at all of the sex slave ring that is behind the scenes at the spa where they where he's gone to get this sexual service. That he may not even know about that dimension to the story, and it is simply a business transaction that he didn't solicit anything. He didn't solicit prostitution, didn't know about the sex slave dimension to all of this, that also he may have been illegally videoed. There's that that is out there as well. And uh, I think there's a lot of holes in this, and a lot of other legal experts, and I'm not one, I'm not a lawyer, think so as well. And he may well wind up beating the rap and appropriately so. Well, Bud, you're not a lawyer, but that was actually a pretty good legal argument. If you were uh, his defense attorney, I think that might have worked in court. I think I think you're right that there's a possibility he didn't know about the sex trafficking part of it. I find it very hard to believe, though, that he didn't know about, you know, the prostitution aspect of it. He might have thought he might not known they were illegally trafficked into this country and all that stuff. But I think he knew what he was getting into when he went into that spa. Well, he goes in and he gets a spa and he gets something extra. Yeah, and that's still illegal in Florida. Yeah. So, so, you know, in Las Vegas, I guess it's not, but here that's still illegal. But you're right, there there are holes with, you know, illegally videotaping him and other things. I have a feeling that he probably will get off. I think he will. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Um, I guess he gets arraigned. Uh, Melissa had in the news, uh, I think, sometime in April. Um, they now have it so he won't have to appear or whatever. So anyway, uh, just something to think about here as the Robert Kraft story unfolds. I mean, if it were up to me, we would just disband the Patriots forever as a punishment for... You know, you know Yaffe, <laughs> Yaffe, can we just stay focused on matters at hand here? Okay, this is not a football story. <laughs> He hates the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Good morning, Orlando. Glad you're with us here. Uh, Alan Spector is still um, trying to beat the bug, and Melissa's here doing the news, and she'll have an update in a moment and a preview sooner than that. Yaffe's our executive producer and screener. We're getting into the disaster, I think, maybe looming for the Democrats politically in the 8 o'clock hour. And, of course, we'll want to know what you think. But we were discussing off-air this highly touted, uh, wonderfully reviewed movie about the Apollo 11 moon landing entitled Apollo 11, you know, which is all shot with 50-year-old footage, but it apparently is awesome. And actually, that is opening today in Central Florida. Is that right? That is correct. 
I just see a time right now. Where's at, it playing? Uh, Altamont Springs, right up there at the AMC. Altamont Mall. Well, it's near where you hang out, Yaffy. Yeah, something for you to do today, bud. Well, listen, how'd you like to go to that movie or the movie of your choice absolutely free? It's Free Movie Friday here in Good Morning Orlando. Thanks to Adam Tickets. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. You text them now. Text record, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets. And check out that phenomenal, user-friendly, high-tech Adams Ticket app. That's where you go to browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Before we preview the news at the top of the hour, let's preview your show for the drive home. PM Orlando with Yaffe tonight, 5 to 6. Yeah, we'll talk about the latest breaking news. Uh, maybe I'll talk more about this Robert Kraft thing because we've got a lot of texters disagreeing with you on that. What but, are they saying, and I, Yaffe? And I noticed that you were trying to avoid that. No um, kidding. You just love uh, the Patriots Is it possible so there's someone out there who doesn't see it Seems my way? Seems like someone's standing up for the sex workers in a different way than I expected. Well, what are we <laughs> seeing on the text line guys and clean it up if you have to yeah um one person said if he paid for it he's guilty another person said of course Kraft will beat the rap he's the head cheater oh, come on <laughs> so another person agreed with me that we should probably disband the patriots oh, no, at least until no. we figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> and, 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 we should ban all patriots from yeah, entering no. in florida until we figure out what is going on right, right, get on it one says the girls are not usually sex slaves but out of uh, state workers that sleep in the shop knowing that they're seeking out the job not sex trafficked wow do you have inside info uh, well, I don't know. Me thinks somebody knows too much. <laughs> Me thinks they protested. What's coming up on the news, Melissa? Well, it looks like a couple of major airlines are being slapped with some fines, and one of our TV buddies has uh, is is down for the count right now. We'll have more on that coming up. It's eight o'clock. News Radio ninety three point one WFLA. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando, and a hearty welcome to the Friday edition of the show. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch for Orlando's latest look at uh, the weather, the news, the traffic, right here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox. Top stories we're looking at right now. FBI ballistics report on the Pulse nightclub shooting's been released. And another Democrat has thrown his hat in the ring for the 2020 presidential race. Details coming up in one minute. Well, I think Democrats may be headed for disaster. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. A 55-page FBI ballistics report from Pulse Nightclub Massacre reveals that forensic tests were not able to conclusively prove whether gunmen or police fired some of the fatal shots. This report comes just two weeks after prosecutors in Orlando insisted that no clubgoers were hit by responding officers' bullets in the June 2016 attack. Fourteen law enforcement officers fired more than 180 shots during that more than three-hour standoff. I'm okay if we didn't get anything big out of the FBI, but it bothers me that it took them the better part of three years to give us what they've got. I agree. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Washington Governor Jay Inslee is entering the 2020 presidential race. It's a Democrat out of Seattle, and he announced his candidacy this morning on a YouTube video called for defeating climate change, our next mission in the country. So how many is that, 10 Democrats in officially? 
I think so. At least, yes. I think that's the 10th now. The most urgent challenge of his time, he says, uh, the climate change. 1968, uh, rather, 68-year-old Inslee uh, represented Washington State in Congress for over 20 years. He was elected governor in 2012. He's the first governor to officially enter the 2020 race. I think he has no chance, but obviously he would not agree. (laughs) A 59-year-old is facing charges after opening fire in an emergency room in Riviera Beach. Larry Ray Bonish accused of shooting a VA medical center doctor in the neck on Wednesday. Another emergency room employee was also injured in the incident. Bon is a double, a double amputee. He's now being charged with forcibly assaulting and inflicting bodily injury on a federal employee who was engaged in his official duties. Two major airlines are being slapped with fines. Our NBC's Miguel Amalogiar has the details. After lengthy tarmac delays at U.S. airports, the U.S. Department of Transportation has fined American Airlines $1 million and Delta $750,000 for violating federal rules. According to the rules, passengers must be allowed to get off the plane if there's a delay of more than three hours at U.S. airports, four hours for an international flight. The hefty fines were partially offset by credits the government allowed American and Delta for compensations already paid to passengers on the affected flights. The Conservative Political Action Conference is in high gear today in Washington. Speakers lined up for the annual gathering known as CPAC is a who's who of high-level Republicans and conservatives, including President Trump. He will speak on Sunday. Today, delegates will hear from Vice President Michael Pence, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, and British politician and Brexit champion Nigel Farage, among others. President Trump is scheduled to speak at the CPAC crowd tomorrow around 11.30 Eastern Time. Beverly Hills 90210 star Luke Perry is in the hospital after suffering what's reported to be a massive stroke. The 52-year-old Perry is a hit of a new show called Riverdale on Fox, but most of us remember him as the star of the 1990 hit series Beverly Hills 90210. His representative is shooting down a report by TMZ that he's been placed in a medically induced coma. Representative Arnold Robinson told The Hollywood Reporter and TMZ he's just sedated and under observation. Do they have an idea what might have triggered the uh, the stroke? This is awful. This sounds like it's very serious. There's insider information, but uh, I don't think any of it's credible at this moment. So we not- wish him well. Mm. A woman claiming she was banned from Tinder because of her hunting photos, including a dead deer. Mm. A digital marketer from Vermont says she received an email from the dating site saying, her profile was banned for inappropriate content. A user flagged it down. She, he said he didn't think it should be on a public dating site. The woman said she found hundreds of photos of men posing with hunted animals on Tinder. Hmm, perhaps a double standard. Hmm, could be. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A plan had to make an emergency landing after a strange odor made passengers sick. Read that story and more online at our website, WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The Democrats are licking their chops. They think President Trump is ripe for the picking in 2020 if they can't force him out before then. But I think a case can be made that the Democrats, if they continue down their current path, are headed for disaster. Stay tuned. I'll make the case in a moment and see what you think. Um, Yaffe will be taking your calls this morning, 407-916-5400, toll-free, 866-916-5400, 
And you can text us always open at 23680. Of course, mindful that standard message and data rates apply. The Bud Man, along with Melissa, in for Alan Spector. And, um, and Yaffe is holding court in the control room. Uh, doing all kinds of things flawlessly, as only he seems to be able to do. So coming right up, we'll get to that hot topic, and we hope you'll join the conversation right after another update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Only two minutes away for you here on Good Morning Orlando. Check of headlines for you right now. A Central Florida congressman is glad to see Washington making what he calls a real investment in Puerto Rico. HUD Secretary Ben Carson announced yesterday he's approved more than $8 billion to help Puerto Rico recover from Hurricane Maria. The storm hit Puerto Rico over a year ago, borderline Category 5. Uh, the Ninth District Congressman Darren Soto says it's a shame it took so long for the island to get the help it needs. Soto says that the money shows a real investment, though, in helping Puerto Ricans recover from the deadliest natural disaster in their history. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our Tom Stories. You can count on it all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. Are the Democrats headed for disaster, not victory in 2020? I think they may well be, but there are some things that uh, are up for grabs and we don't know how they're going to play out. But if they stay on their current course as a party with the big push toward the left, I think the seeds are being sown for political disaster. Let me make the case and see what you think. Uh, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Let me tell you something. Uh, history informs us, with few exceptions, if the economy is still strong, a sitting president, president up for re-election stands a very good chance of getting a second term. In this case, it would be President Trump, um, and he would be very, very hard to beat. If the economy collapses, uh, the opposite would be true. He would be very easy to beat, okay? That's just the truth. All the energy in the Democrat Party is coming from the socialist left wing. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and company. The strongest presidential contenders on the Democrat side are left-wingers, embracing some or all of the socialist agenda. The Green New Deal, government-run health care that we cannot afford, guaranteed income for everyone that we cannot afford, and being okay with letting babies die who survived a botched abortion attempt. The likes of Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and on and on. What's the Democrats' alternative? Joe Biden, old, indecisive, can't figure out whether to get in or not, gaff-prone big time, and a man who was rescued from the scrap heap by Obama to be his VP, but never drew flies when he tried to run for president on his own on more than one occasion. As the Democrat Party embraces socialism, this poll shows what a disaster it will be if they continue their leftward slouch. This is a new Zogby poll out, and here it is on socialism. 49% of likely voters in this country polled by Zogby say they view socialism either very or somewhat unfavorably. 49%. This is what's being embraced more and more by the Democrats. 
Only 29% in the poll embrace socialism, finding it very or somewhat favorable. Okay? And there is another interesting survey that is out done by the Remington Research Group, and it poses this question. If you had to choose, would you rather the United States government spend $5 billion to fund Trump's border wall or $7 trillion to fund the Green New Deal being pitched by the left-wing Democrats? Border wall, 51%. Green New Deal, 31%. I think the Democrats are headed for political disaster. Now, I'm not saying that the president's not going to run into more serious problems even than he has now politically, but if the economy stays intact, you know, and, and, and something awful does not befall the president here, I think he's almost a lock to win a second term, particularly the way the Democrats are going. Now, Melissa and Yaffe have been listening intently, which is always welcome here when the Bud Man is holding court, and I want to see what they think, but I want to know what you think. Do you think I'm on the tracks or off the rails when I tell you that the stars are in place for a Democrat disaster. 407-916-5400 or the text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. We'll get to it with you right after we do this. Updating traffic and weather together in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. Sports headline right now. The Magic outscored the... Champion Golden State Warriors, 33-15 to in the fourth quarter last night here in Orlando on their way to a 103-96 win over the champs. Aaron Gordon posted 22 points, 15 rebounds for the Magic. Steph Curry had 33 points for the Warriors who played without Kevin Durant. But hey, that's a big win. And the Magic begin a three-game road trip tomorrow in Indiana. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning. And good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So, Yaffe, you were listening attentively, which is always nice when I made the case that um, the Democrats, if they stay on the current course and the economy holds strong, are headed for disaster and they're not going to beat Trump. Yeah, I think the Democrats are arrogant right now. They're just assuming that whoever is the nominee is going to have a landslide victory against Trump. I think that's a wrong assumption. And that's part of the reason why they feel they are going so they can go so far to the left and get away with it, because one, they think they're going to beat Trump. And two, they think it's their policies were not radical enough. And that's why they lost against Trump, which probably isn't true. I got to tell you, I think they... If I were giving them advice, and I'm not, and I hope they're not listening here and do this, they need a charismatic candidate who's more in the mainstream of what we've known as the Democrat Party and not as far off the spectrum to the left. And I don't think they have that. You sure that's not Kamala Harris? No, she's too far left. Yeah, and Kamala Harris is trying to do what Obama did, get a lot of the minority groups to support her. But she is not even as charismatic as like Barack Obama was and a lot of people don't really know why she's running i hear that a lot from people on the left that what does she really stand for why does she think she should be president she doesn't really have a vision so i think you're right i think the democrats are in a lot more trouble than they want to admit i got to tell you she has a leg up in particular because they moved the democrat primary 
into the beginning of the presidential race, right behind Iowa and uh, and and uh, and New Hampshire this time, instead of way up in June after you know most of the votes have been counted. This is the biggest state, and if she comes out of California really strong, keep in mind, you know, in a general election, you're looking at I think still 55 electoral votes. I mean, only 29 here in a very big state that is Florida, but. But this is by far the most populous state, and that's, I think, about 55 electoral votes. So, you know, she could well be a factor, certainly, um, and you have to respect that because of the state from which she comes. But she's, I think she's just too far out there. And I, you know, I got to tell you, there's a certain arrogant edge to her that I don't think plays well. I saw it in the Kavanaugh hearings, and I don't think it'll play well on the campaign trail. Yeah, the Democrats are really trying to find the next Obama I don't see him out there, at least not right now. What do you see, Melissa? I see a lot of texters that are very interested in this topic. Says it sounds great, and don't take my word for it. I teach for a living. The problem is taxing. It's always going to be taxes. Democratic policies are extreme, but it's a matter of convincing the voting public of this. I agree with that. And one other one says no democratic socialism is bad. That's what's going on. But conservatives have been erroneously scared to death by right-wing media hacks, too. Wow, they're all over the place. What, right-wing media hacks? No, all these texts, everybody. We've got all these different voices well, chiming in. Well, that's why, because I we... love it. Here's the deal, you know? I mean, I've, I've got a conservative view of the world for the most part, but I think I'm reasonable. I think people understand after all these years here, uh, you know, that we welcome opposing points of view that never see the light of day and a lot of other basically conservative news talk radio shows. So I always appreciate the fact we get folks from all over the political spectrum Steve uh, is reacting to a few statistics I pumped out there on the latest polling uh, on the Green New Deal and socialism. Good morning from Polk County. Welcome in from Lakeland, Steve. Hey, bud. How you doing? Good, man. I listen to you pretty much every morning. Thank you. And uh, I love your show. I can't understand how people could be so uneducated about this Green New Deal, how much it would cost us, and what it would do to our kids and our grandkids, because there sure wouldn't... (laughs) They wouldn't. I, they don't. We'd all be living in apartments like over in Moscow. That's all I can say. Also, you got these guys running that. Well, like Biden, he, like you said, he's a gaff master. I mean, the guy. You can't go on a Seven Eleven without hearing somebody with a Indian accent. And just has said one thing after another. You got Pocahontas, who. I, the people they got running are just so far out there, just pathetic. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and AOC isn't old enough to be to run for president. And, and I don't know Thank whether there'll God. be much left to her if she keeps on uh, with with the way she's going. Uh, but at any rate, um, yeah, it's interesting. Thirty one percent support for the um, for socialism, 51 percent or 49 percent opposition in this country. Now, so they're out there in a minority who position. Poll, bud? Huh? Who was the poll, who, who did the polls? Ogby? Or? Yeah, it's just Ogby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's a reputable. Still, it's a reputable poll. Yeah, that's, it's hard to believe that many people. Awfully nice to know you're with us all the time down there in Lakeland. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend, Steve. Thanks very right. much for weighing yeah, in. Thank you. All right. Good deal. Got another caller on the line here, Melissa. Yeah, we sure do. It's Brad checking in. So tell us about the Democrats, Brad from Winter Park. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. I mean, obviously, we're we're critical thinking people, but you have to understand 
Mitt Romney was very famous when he said about that built-in 47% or whatever. It also goes with this new socialism thing. So candidates like Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, uh, you know, Cortez, whatever, not, not Biden, not a mainstream guy like him, but this new crop of Democrats, they've got those millennials who love socialism, and they're not very educated on it. And if you dig deep in Kamala Harris and a lot of them, they believe deep down in open borders. They think the fact that we even have a border is a racist thing. They think our country was founded by racism, and they believe that we stole, you know, the, the parts of the country from Mexico. They're not going to come out and say that, mind you. But this is the built-in number that Mitt Romney talked about, and it's ever so true this time around. So we need to educate people, and as many independents as we can get, that will secure us this future 2020 election. Brad, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Hope you have a nice weekend. Got a texter saying, sorry, bud, Democrats headed to oh, the White House. You know the Democrats can't compete on an even playing field. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, if, 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 if something totally compromises President Trump and he even loses members of his base or the economy gets weak, uh, he's very, very vulnerable. Other than that, I think the Democrats are heading off in a direction that is a political disaster. I do. I don't know. I don't want to get too arrogant. I don't think Trump supporters should get too arrogant because Trump did win by a very slim margin. We have to remember that. And he did not win the I, popular vote. Yeah, and I, I think, but I, I agree. It really depends on who the Democrats run against him, and that's the issue. I don't see any Democrat out there that's really charismatic enough to really take the mantle and win nope. the presidency. Mike, would you say that the Republican Party has a little bit more unity perhaps in the Democratic Party? Yes. Okay, right, so, well, right now, but that that's it's got changes. its own fault lines. But right, when you yeah. have the sitting president, generally there's an alignment yeah. behind the incumbent. I love our texters. Listen to my <laughs> my pitch for the Quip toothbrush. I love so much. Says, "Hey, bud, is that brush good enough to clean the deep state?" Oh, heck, no. <laughs> Ooh, that might be pushing the Quip to a. It might have to change the battery once or twice to get that done, but I have no doubt. You need a bigger one, a really, really big <laughs> one. You need a bigger brush. <laughs> okay, and we'll make one if we need one, whatever it takes to get the job done. Big, big weekend out on the Cape and for the U.S. space program. Right, Melissa? That is correct. Seats are being sold already for the launch. NASA's getting ready. They're resuming manned missions soon. The final frontier is in the forecast. McManus Wooden with NASA says the clock is ticking toward the test launch. It's a test launch of a crew-capable Dragon Casper. Capsule. This will be the first time that a commercially built and operated launch vehicle for astronauts specifically will go to the International Space Station. Now, the launch is set from Cape Canaveral uh, about 2.30 in the morning tomorrow. The capsule is going to have a mannequin on board to gather data on how the launch will affect astronauts. The mission is meant to be as complete a test run as possible before a human crew is put on board. The capsule will also carry about 400 pounds of supplies and equipment for the space station. Now, if it all goes as planned, it'll stay docked at the station for about two weeks and then splash back down in the Atlantic Ocean right back near Cape Canaveral. Fantastic. I may get up for that one in the middle of the night. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Investigators are trying to figure out what led to a shooting at a South Florida VA hospital. Ryan Hughes of WPTV in West Palm Beach says the VA Employees Union has released a statement about the incident. While we are grateful that this incident was quickly contained, next time we might not be so lucky. The union will continue to fight to enhance security at our VA medical facilities to protect both patients and their health care providers. 
59-year-old Larry Ray Bond, a, a double amputee and U.S. Army vet, is accused of opening fire at the West Palm Beach VA facility on Wednesday evening. A doctor was shot while trying to restrain him. He is expected to be okay. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is being accused of paying her boyfriend. According to the New York Post, a Republican group is alleging her campaign may have illegally paid her boyfriend through a political action committee during her congressional race. The Coolidge Reagan Foundation alleges her boyfriend Riley Roberts was paid twice for marketing services through a third-party PAC. Skirting laws that say campaign contributions cannot be converted for personal use. Ocasio-Cortez mentioned the scandal on her Twitter feed last week, saying... No, I don't shadily pay my boyfriend. Sue Guzman, NBC News Radio, New York. Elsewhere, an Arizona teacher is accused of sexually abusing a 13-year-old student, once with a male student in the room. Authorities say 28-year-old Brittany Zamora of Goodyear, Arizona, sent inappropriate texts to the child and had relations with him multiple times, including while his friend watched in a classroom at Labrisas Academy. They allegedly asked him to watch again, but he refused because he said it made him uncomfortable. Zamora and the young boy were caught after his stepmother installed a parental app on his phone, which showed her their explicit texts. She's currently being held in Maricopa County Jail on a $250,000 bond. A Singapore Airlines passenger is claiming he enjoyed his flight from Australia to New Zealand right up until the point where he found a human tooth in his dinner. It wasn't his tooth. It was in the rice. Oh, ho, ho. Bradley Button says, I nearly threw up. He also said, just the idea of having someone else's body part in my food, not so good. Singapore Airlines issued a statement confirming the incident, said they are investigating, and Mr. Button received a $75 voucher and a lot of apologies. Wow. Mm. He might wind up with more than that. I would think. An annual rite of spring underway in Hillsborough County. It's the 84th Florida Strawberry Festival. Now, it opened yesterday in Plant City. Gates open this morning at 10. Willie Nelson will be taking the stage at 3.30. The 11-day event runs through March 10th. I'll be there all this weekend and next. Old Willie, 85. You're going to be out there? Yeah. You're doing a personal appearance? Just hanging out. Yeah, I'm doing a personal appearance. Are I'm you? Ha- I'm hanging out with Tony the Tiger. Are you, are you, seriously, can folks go out and meet you, Melissa? Sure, uh, just look for the Kellogg's Tony the Tiger, and I'll be hanging out there with him. What's the deal with that? Is there a back story, or can it not be told? It's a front story. Can't okay, tell. whatever, okay. <laughs> anyway, come see me at uh, the Strawberry Festival this weekend. WFLA Newstime, 838. I am Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Get these stories and more on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. A fox, our fox, loose in the strawberry patch out in Plant City. Okay, good deal. Melissa, have fun with that. We're going to have fun, and we're going to award a couple of great prizes to our winner on the Sound Judgment game coming up. How would you like to catch Blues Traveler in a live concert at the House of Blues? You're going on us if you're our winner. And how would you like to go see an IMAX version of the new Captain Marvel movie before any of your friends get to see it? That's our other prize. You're eligible to win Sound Judgment if you've not been a winner in 30 days, but you need to be quick. Get on the phone now. We're playing the game for these two great prizes, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400. Toll-free is available right now at 866-916-5400. Sound Judgment, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again for you, and we'll do that here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540.
Headlining one of our hot talk topics earlier in the show, a couple of bills are being introduced in tandem in the Florida legislature that would legalize recreational marijuana. If they were to pass, Florida would become the 11th state to legalize marijuana for use beyond medicinal needs. Uh, We also talked about um, that there are developing petition drives that could wind up putting this on the ballot for the 2020 or 2022 uh, November elections. So stay tuned for more on that and updates, of course, at least every 10 minutes throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Still have the toll free open, which is unusual if you want to play Sound Judgment, 866 916 5400. Eligible if you haven't won in the last 30 days. And you know you want to win these two prizes, Melissa? Oh, at great prizes. We have a sneak preview at IMAX for the latest Captain Marvel movie. That'll be on the 7th, that's Tuesday, and then on the 9th, that's next Saturday, you got tickets to go see at the House of Blues, Blues Traveler. So that's a great prize. What's the question, though? Here it comes right now. Are you ready? Today's Sound Judgment game stars Ron Howard, the famed Hollywood director, Apollo 13, and a million other great films, who started out, of course, as a child actor on the old Andy Griffith TV show, and still is seen on the reruns that just go on and on. It is Ron Howard's birthday today. Now, listen to a little sound of him playing little Opie Taylor in Mayberry, pouring out his heart to his dad because his pet turtle's dead, and Opie insists the turtle was murdered. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles will be on Ron Howard's cake today. Hit and run, huh? <laughs> Said as Miss Bolivar. I want you to arrest her, Pa, and we'll give her a fair trial and hang her. <laughs> <laughs> Mayberry Justice, O.B. Taylor, long ago, played by Ron Howard, who's celebrating a birthday today. And what birthday is it? Line one. Go ahead. 66. No. But thanks for trying, 407-916-5400. It's Ron Howard's birthday. How many candles on the cake? Line two. 64. No. 407-916-5400. Open line. Line three. Take a shot. 71. What'd you say? 71. No. You're even farther away than the other ones. 407-916-5400. Further away, forgive me. Uh, line four, you're up. Go ahead. How many birthday candles on Ron Howard's cake today? How many? Hello? Yeah, line four. Me? Yes, sir. 55. 65 is right. 65. Did you say 65? Yeah. You didn't say 55, did you? Yaffe's looking at me like he thinks you said 55. Yaffe and I are looking at each other. <laughs> 65, right? Yes. Well, he said it now. So He's an <laughs> honest man, yeah. Born on this date in 1954. Yeah. Okay, we have a winner. What's your first name? Bob. Hey, Bob, where are you calling in from, friend? Kissimmee. Welcome aboard. Nice to have you with us from down that way. Don't go away. You're going a blues traveler at the House of Blues, not all that far from where you are in the Disney complex, and you've got an IMAX showing of... Captain Marvel before anybody else gets to see it. You feeling pretty good about that? 
Sure. Yeah, well, congratulations. Thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Don't go away, my friend. We'll put you on hold, and we will make it happen. Earlier in the show, we talked about tax hikes coming, I predict. For those of you who live in Central Florida, and the tax hikes will be to balance the books for Sunrail and for the Lynx bus system. How do you feel about that? We'll fire that one up again briefly right after we take a final break. Final check of headlines right now. President Trump says progress was made in Vietnam, but if the deal isn't right, you just have to walk away. He says that uh, North Korea wanted all the sanctions lifted before it would give up its nuclear weapons, and he just wasn't willing to do that. And he's receiving bipartisan praise from the likes of Pelosi and Schumer for walking away, and from this microphone as well. North Korean officials are trying to sell us now on the idea that they only ask for some of the sanctions to be lifted. Updates at least every 10 minutes of the top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. I love the texters, especially when they listen to my um, messages for our select group of, uh, of sponsors on the program. And, uh, and here's an old bud. I bet Conrad Filatowski can't fix the eyesight of those idiots in Congress who pretend to be blind to their own stupidity. <laughs> Maybe the good doctor has a limitation there, but nowhere else that I know of in the practice of eye care. <laughs> I mean, they, they can't fix the tax chromosome. Or the spending gene, you know. Yes, yes, which came into play earlier here <laughs> when we took note of the fact that the Lynx bus system here in Orange County uh, is $21 million in the hole for this year. They just got rid of their CEO, forced to resign, okay? Uh, you know, but they've never made money, and these systems don't tend to make money, but hemorrhaging red ink to the extent of $21 million, um, The new mayor of Orange County was asked about this. Now, he's Democrat Jerry Demings, remember? The old sheriff, uh, and we like Jerry Demings. He's a nice guy, and he's and he and he's a good, hardworking guy, and no question about that. You know, but he's a Democrat, and he has the T chromosome, the tax chromosome, and the <laughs> S chromosome that all the Democrats have, and that's the spend um, chromosome. And here's what's concerning, okay? And think links and Sunrail when I tell you this. They asked Jerry Demings about this situation with the uh, the deficit, twenty one million dollars. Uh, just for a year with the Lynx bus system. And he says, we're going to unveil a new initiative that will help fund Lynx and other Central Florida transportation agencies. That principally means Sunrail, the commuter rail system. And here's the quote in the Sentinel, Jerry Demings. I'm not saying we are going to raise taxes, but we are going to have to come up with some type of funding strategy. Trust me, they will pitch raising taxes here. I've told you since the beginning with the Sunrail commuter system that this thing was going to be a problem for local taxpayers when the state stopped picking up the operating costs, and that comes in 2021. All the counties and the city of Orlando along the commuter rail route get ready to get hit with a tax, a tax hike. Just wait. It's coming. It is coming. And it's coming sooner rather than later. And we talked about how folks thought about that earlier in the show, Mike. Yeah, tax for something you'll probably never use. 
<laughs> at least most of them. Got a tax a texter that says, Bud, man, you, you predicted this increase in local taxes a long time ago when SunRail was just an idea in the politician's mind. Not happy with the thought of increased taxes. That's a loyal listener because we've had SunRail here since, what, 2014, I believe, or thereabouts. You know, and I told you when they were laid out how this thing was going to be financially structured, uh, get ready uh, because we're all going to be paying when the state pulls out in 2021 and that chicken is about to come home to roost. Has it really been five years? It's so. been around that. I think wow. you'll find they started running the trains in. And uh, they still can't 14. get 4,000 riders a day? Well, first of all, it's a dollar more for, than the regular bus system. And the times that it runs aren't always concurrent with what you need. Well, exactly. It doesn't run a broad enough schedule, nights, weekends, etc. And it's not convenient for enough people. And that yeah. has become the problem, I think, without a solution. But trust me, they're not going to shut down SunRail and they're not going to stop running the buses. And they will not increase the fares on the Lynx buses because a lot of poor people use it and that will be counterproductive and they'll never do that politically, particularly not with a Democrat in power, both in the mayor's seat in Orange County, Demings, and the city of Orlando, Dyer. Coming up on the ride home this afternoon, Yaffe, PM Orlando. What are you thinking? Yeah, even if you're riding on SunRail, you can still listen to PM Orlando, especially if it gets delayed or something. We'll talk about the latest news, the breaking news. Maybe something goes on at CPAC today that might be kind of interesting. Yeah. We'll find out tonight on PM Orlando. You bet. And Melissa, I want to thank you personally for all the hard work you did in Alan Spector's absence. We hope he'll win his battle against the big bug and be with, back with us next week. But I hope you have a great weekend. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, good deal. And from all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch, thanks for a great show and a great week. Have a nice weekend. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.